Hey everybody, welcome back to the Just the Two of Us podcast. You know the deal, it is just the two of us. I'm John. And I am also John. Nope, that's not it. Nope, I'm Nate. And uh, we got a special guest tonight, Jake Bjornstead. How's it going, little brothers? Very well. Good, man. How was the walk-in? It was beautiful. Didn't Spring has finally sprung. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like it. It's 53 degrees, which is... Uh, might as well be the tropics for what we've well been be. experiencing. Yeah, it's, it's been nice. brutal lately. Um, so, Jake, I think we'll just start off with a uh, just a brief introduction. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Jake Bjornstead. I uh, graduated with these brothers, and uh, yeah, I think we started going to school together in probably middle school. Yep. And we bonded over skiing and... Did that a lot together. Sweet unit. Sweet yeah. unit. Because we, we worked at the ski area together, and yep. we all skied together. In the rental shop. Remember doing ski lock-ins? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to explain that to Keston the other day. He's like, they just let people ski that like that? I'm like, yeah, dude, all night. Skiing was not hard. Working on Working the rental, rental shop. Hard. That was a nightmare. Trying to stay awake <laughs> in the rental oh. shop. Yeah, I remember the first one that I did. I was just like, you know... You felt like you had to get the scotch tape out. Yeah, tape, tape your open. eyelids open. Like, and guess what? When just all staring the... at the clock, like, when do they come in? Yeah, how much longer do we have? Yeah, yeah. and when the kids finally come in, guess what? You're putting. You still got to put, put everything put away. Everything, and, and you still got to squeeze you the floors, bro. Yeah. You still got to work. Yeah, gotta Was squeeze you the floors. <laughs> if you didn't squeeze you the floors after a lock-in, Gail is gonna be ringing your neck. Yep, and that is not. Then you're on closing n- duty for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to be on the bad side. No. no. Close, no. Yeah. Dude, I See, love just working like maybe, for Gail. maybe that's what turned me into a morning person is mm. opening at the village oh, was a dude. thousand times easier yeah. than closing. closing. Oh, for sure. Closing was terrible. Plus, everybody's happy when they get there. Oh, definitely. Right. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. excited for the day. They're not they're all wore out. out, crabby. The boots right. aren't full of leg hair yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're not <Foot> ripe. <laughs> yeah. Remember sticking your hand in soggy boots, pulling liners out? Oh, my gosh. Hey, I'll tell you, that's the one thing for waiting. You know what? I guess I was, what, 17, junior year, whatever. But, so, you know, I, that was kind of always traditionally like the younger man's job or lady's job. Absolutely. So... I I avoided altogether. I was never in the boot department. Hallelujah! Wow, lucky. Here job. I thought I this guy worked his way up from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I he came in from the side. Yep. It's not about what you know; it's about who you know. know. Remember yeah. that. Did he even know anyone down there? <laughs> yeah, dude, you guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys give me a job. Hey, bring Jake and put him up higher than me. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were dealing boots when we were. 13, probably. Yeah. Because well, wasn't it wasn't it something, I feel like you had to be 16 to, to do to do the part. bindings. Yeah. 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 I think that, that sounds right. Set dids. I think you had yeah. to be at least 16 yeah, years old. We couldn't drive when we started there, right? I, I don't remember. I can't. Because I just remember the the winter that I started, uh, the Kiefer Bros were. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. I think they were 15. So they started. They were kind of like. The boot guys, the boot boys, because they weren't they we weren't were the, eligible. We were the boot twins first. Yeah, yeah. you guys were yeah, the, the original, original boot twins, <laughs> the OG boot twins. Right when you guys pretty much got old enough to get out of there, then brought in some new boot find, twins. Go find some more twins. <laughs> the glory days. Oh yeah. How many years did you put in the rental shop? Man, 
So junior, senior year. Yep. Then I come back winter freshman year, winter sophomore year, winter junior year. Worked that whole winter because I never went back to school after don't, winter break. Don't need that. Said, see you later, college. <laughs> I'm a Welch villager. For life. <laughs> yeah, I got this figured out. Yeah, so that, I kind of brought you on, Jake, because I think you took an interesting path that um, is not super common. Unconventional. It's definitely these, unconventional, these for sure. especially yeah. with how much pressure is put on um, that was put on us and put on young kids now to to attend. You know, at least four years worth of school. Absolutely, especially when you grow up with a mother who's a teacher. Mm. Education is a big deal. Um, she signed off on it, so she was actually one of the kind of suggested, like, hey, do you maybe want to take a break or stick, come home for a little bit? I was like, man, that'd be great. It was like biggest weight off my shoulders. Well, like, I'd yes, I'd love to get out of here. This is not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I remember you doing pretty good in school. Yeah, um, school wasn't really ever a challenge for me, honestly. Um, I didn't get absolutely killer grades, but I did always did pretty well, honor roll kid, whatever. But yep. I don't know. I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. So after I went off to college, uh, to St. Cloud State University, went there for, picked that school for all the wrong reasons. I knew it was uh, a party school. <laughs> yeah, yep. I've heard that. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. And, uh, you know, yeah, I went with a couple of friends, met like-minded individuals, yep. and uh, yeah, just had way too much fun. And did you pick a major right away? I did. Yeah, I uh, right away I wanted to do mass communications because I thought uh, public relations was, was what I was kind of focused on initially, um, and I thought that that was the major that would take me down that path. Yep. Um, but yeah, I took, I think that was first semester, I took uh, the introduction to mass communications course. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was piquing your interest at all. <laughs> yeah. and it, was, it was a night class, you yeah. know, so it was like three and a half hours long. It was a bit in a big assembly hall. There was like 500 kids in it. It was impossible to focus. So yeah, I was like, no, this isn't, because it was, it was actually, you know, mass comm is more geared towards, uh, it was a lot more like journalism emphasis, broadcasting. Okay. Sure. Which, I guess, I mean, cool things, but not really what I was interested in. Yeah, because so. you can do that out of your garage now. Exactly. I heard. Yeah. Garage studio. <laughs> it's <the> studio. <laughs> but, yeah, so we bailed on that. Um, redeclared, I think, second semester. Uh, like, let's drop the mass, and we'll just do communications. Okay. Because I like to talk. Yeah. Yep. I'm good at socializing. True. It seems Agreed. like a pretty general major that you can learn beneficial skills yeah. for life, for work, for a career, but it's not too focused where I'm pigeonholed into one thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I started doing that. I was kind of doing all right, but same thing. Next couple semesters, I did better after the first one. Uh, actually turned it around. I was getting A's, A's and B's. Nice. A couple A's. Mostly, mostly bees, 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 yeah. Maybe hey, a C here or there too. Where it's whatever. Bees, but yeah, I mean, we really we turned it around, you know. But yeah, I just still wasn't really feeling it. Was already starting to get the the jitters about. I was looking ahead like a couple of years. Yeah. Like, am I gonna be sitting in a cubicle behind a computer screen for forty hours a week? 
is that what I really want to do? Yeah, right. Slowly wasting away. It's like, no, that sounds terrifying. So, uh, yeah, we kind of pulled the plug on that and decided to move back home. Now, did you have a plan when you moved back home, or you just knew that's not what you wanted to do? Well, yeah, so I guess so. The kind of the other thing, too, you know, school wasn't going great, but I was also having some mental health struggles while I was up in St. Cloud. Um, I was dealing with pretty bad generalized anxiety disorder, like panic attacks. Okay. Um, you know, I was up. I couldn't fall asleep. Like, my mind wouldn't shut off at night and, and just sit. Yeah, and some of that stuff is uh, just as physical as it is mental, too, isn't it? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it panic attacked me, my experience in it, it would literally feel like I was like having a heart attack. Oh. Like I thought I was dying. Yep. I actually went to the doctor cause I told him, I was like, you guys got to like check, you know, give me an EKG or something. Yeah. Like I literally have bro. like, my heart is failing. Like, Oh no, your heart's fine. Like yeah, you have, you have a uh, generalized anxiety disorder. You're having panic attacks is what you're experiencing. I'm like, Oh wow. But yeah, so it's kind of struggling with that. Um, said came home that junior year that uh winter my mom could just kind of tell that something wasn't quite right with me and she's like you know do you do you maybe just want to stay home take a little break from school I was like yes thank you thank you but yeah so no I mean no specific plan Mm -hmm. I mean I had been working at Welch so I knew I I already already had had that set up right at least for that month you know that December to January I knew that I could go work out there. So I went out there, told him, like, hey, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not going back to school. Can you keep me on the schedule full time until yeah. through the season? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they probably loved it. Oh, yeah. Peter, shout out, Peter. Peter, shout out. He Has he bo- subscribed yet? I'm not real sure. Peter, click that like button. I'll we'll have to tag him in this one. Yeah. Like, subscribe. Like, rate, review. <laughs> Did you research that? <laughs> no, that, that, that that's what, <laughs> Me and Nate still don't understand. That, that's, yeah. what all, that's what all the pros say. The bell yeah, yeah. I, I've heard it before. Okay. Yeah. Leave a review. But yeah. yeah, so worked there. Worked there through the winter. And then, uh, yeah, I actually, I actually planned to go back to school. Oh, okay. Technically, I never believed that I was going to do it, but... I was working for Goody County Public Works. That was like my summer gig yep. in school. In order to work there, you had to you had to be a college student. Oh, sure. So it's like, okay, well, I'll just enroll at Dakota County Tech. So now I'm still a college student. That yep. way, once, once the ski season ends, yeah. I might have like a few-week layoff, but then I can jump right into the road construction season. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, did, I just enrolled basically so I could work there again. Because that was a good job, too. I really enjoyed that. Um, but, yeah, so I worked there all winter. Did actually end up, like, all right, well, I'll try it again. You know, like, feeling a little bit better. I did go and talk to a therapist. Got set up on some medication. I was I was definitely, my wife was feeling a lot more in balance. I was feeling a lot more my normal self. Good. So we went, tried it out was doing that was still finishing up at the county getting some hours in um and I was just like you know what this isn't it like still feeling fine I'm like I don't know what I want to do so I was like yeah I'm not gonna keep paying for school worried that my mother my teacher mother would uh be concerned if yeah. I just dropped out again so I was like all right, right now we got to formulate a plan yep so it's like 
let's, uh, I gotta find, I gotta find a permanent job. You know, like, let's find a permanent full-time job. So I applied at Red Wing Shoe Company, went through, got, got an interview, went through the interview process, got a second interview, did well in that again, got offered a job, boom, accepted it, withdrew from classes like the next day, I think one morning, I don't even know, it might have been that weekend, it might have even been Sunday night, I just told, told him, hey mom, I gotta tell you something, yeah, what's up, I'm not, I'm not going back to school, uh, I got a job though, I start on Monday at the shoe, oh, wow, okay, yeah, surprise, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's uh, good to hear that you're parents yeah. are supporting you through this yeah for sure no they definitely have and yeah so that was november 2010 and now it's april 2022 and that can't be right still at red wing no. shoe company yeah that's awesome i'm so, wearing a pair of red wings tonight jake they're looking very nice yep, and, sporting them and when uh that sole starts wearing down a little bit more yeah, yeah. you give them to me i can uh, take care of them for you i like that deal i do have a pair for you to look at Nice. <laughs> hey, since you're here, hey, I mean, hey. we brought you over. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, I scratch your you <laughs> scratch your back. You scratch your back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you talked a little bit about uh, some mental health struggles you had going through school. You uh, do you think there was triggers for that at school, or do you think you were just heading that direction? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like school was. A massive trigger to my anxiety and uh, panic attacks that I was having. Um, you know, just the the deadlines w- was a huge. You know that that's what was keeping me up at night. You know, like semester long projects, like these bigger ones. Oh yeah, tests that I had coming. You know, it was like it's just time management. You know, yeah. like that's basically what it is. It's teaching you how to manage your time. In the real world, you know, I don't think what you learn is necessarily that important. It's that time management stuff, but so there's all these new deadlines and pressures that you weren't necessarily as used to yeah. in high school. Well, I think uh, like to take an 18 year old kid and toss him into that is kind of crazy, because like, there's college uh, college prep classes and things, but I mean, I don't remember. I don't know if you guys do anybody talking about stuff like that. Like, hey, you're gonna be out on your own. Your parents aren't probably aren't going to be close. You're going to be trying to make new friends. Plus, on top of that, you're going to have a crazy workload. <laughs> Plus, right. guess what? You're trying to figure out how to feed yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you got to figure it. Like it's like getting tossed. I mean, you know, we had that into it. in '07. We had that very bogus note taking class. It was I literally, recall, I recall it was that. literally called note taking, and it was just this is how you take notes if you go to college, like. Well, thanks. You thanks. taught me how to listen yeah. to you and take a pen and put it to paper. Like, What a concept. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think I would have been able to figure that out on my own. But yeah, so it's, you know, it's, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's totally different, though. And There's also the fact that, uh, I mean, I think that our generation is probably the first to really go in masses to big schools. Uh, do you think that's true? Yeah. I mean, neither of our parents did right so it's not like they could give us a ton of guidance on what it's going to be like and i'm speaking from going just for two years but it's the same thing move you know far away from home right trying to meet new friends and trying to figure all that stuff out yeah it's not like they had a ton of they don't have a ton of insight for us on that 
no one as a parent now, what insight would you really give? Yeah. You just kind of got to get out there and learn it. But at the same time, you're trying to gain this peer acceptance, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and trying to navigate all of it. It's just a tough time. I could see how that would trigger. Yeah. And it, well, it's, yeah, that was kind of the crazy thing, too. I mean, you know, deadlines, that was new, I guess, kind of understandable. There's just kind of a lot of pressure involved in that. And, you know, I think there was the pressure and this added weight of, like I said, I... I was like, is this what I really want to do? Like, I don't know. It's that question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Like, it's still now, you know. Still I'm going to be 34 yeah. in like a month and a half. It's like, yep. I asked me, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I'm not <laughs> right. growing up yet. Yeah, where, where are all the this adults at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what, what do I want to do? But, you know, so it was that question too. And then the probably the weirdest part, and I guess the thing that was the hardest to deal with was, I felt like I was actually developing uh, like a social anxiety where I there's something about the classroom setting that's in college that I just like it did not vibe with me well. Like it okay. literally made me super anxious, like to go into class and sit in a class with all these random kids. And yeah, I don't like I said, I don't know what it was like. If you knew me in high school, I was a very, very social person. Yeah. I could pretty much get along with everybody. Like, I was yep. super laid back. I didn't really have a care in the world. So then to go and start experiencing all of this was, like, completely opposite of what I'd ever felt or yeah, dealt to, with. To go from, you know, pretty laid back to anxious. Yeah, like, high yeah. strung and, yeah, yeah, like, on edge all the time. I was like, what is going on with me, you know, like... Yeah, it was it was difficult and hard to figure out and like I said, kinda of try to work through or whatever, but was it hard to kind of realize that you were not that you had a problem, but that you were going through something that you needed to find some help? Oh or yeah. Like yeah. admit that I need some help here. For sure. Um I think that's you know, especially I feel like with men, that's the hardest part of a mental health battle is that first step of admitting that you have an issue yeah, and then asking for help, just going, you know, and seeking that help because there's that stigma, you know, like, Oh, we're men. Like he couldn't bury your feelings. Yeah. yeah. Suppress he, everything. Yeah. You're supposed like, to be this rock. Exactly. You know, the one with the, with the like, solutions, not we the don't problems. Have, we don't have issues. And if you have an issue, just bury it, bury it deep. Deep, deep. Don't ever think about it or talk about it again. You just press on, press on. But no, you know, I just, like I said, I mean, I literally, I thought I was dying. Like I didn't go in because I thought I had a mental health problem. Like, yeah, I went into the campus health because I was like, literally, I was like, I think I'm dying. Yeah, like, my I body think is I'm having like, I'm having, I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, yep. you guys got to check me out. But yeah, once, I mean, it was, it was kind of surprising, you know, when they diagnosed me, like, no, like, you're 20 years old, your heart's fine, man, like, <laughs> you're you, a high you, school you're, athlete, yeah, 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 like, no, there's nothing, like, you have, you have a mental health issue, you know, you're dealing with anxiety, these feelings you have, uh, you know, you're not having a heart attack, you're having a panic attack, but these, you know, this mental health problem can manifest itself yeah. in a very physical way where, yeah, like, they do in intense and extreme panic attacks like yeah. it literally mimics 
heart attack, yeah. you know, like blacking out, heart beating out of your chest, starts racing, you can't breathe anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, Doc, it's not my brain. It's my heart. Right. It's not moving the blood. For real. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was weird, uh, you know, kind of figuring that out and figuring out what to do. Um, I came back, you know, I got hooked up with a therapist in Red Wing um, that I had actually went and seen for the summer after we graduated. Um, parents made me go do that too because of uh, when Trevor died, you know. Yep. To work through that because that was another thing that didn't, you know, was very difficult on me and you don't necessarily, when you're going through it, realize how big of a toll it's actually taking on you. The hardest part, I feel like for most people is that initial step of just recognizing that you have, you have something going on. You don't feel like your normal self. And then taking that, being willing to ask for help, you know, like there's nothing wrong. Like not only is there nothing wrong with it, like it's the right thing to do, you know, like go talk to it, like get hooked up with a therapist, like talk, talk therapy is, very beneficial and like almost guarantee that you're going to start almost immediately starting to feel better. Get referred to your, you know, either a psychiatrist or your family med doctor. And yep. if necessary, get on a little bit of medication for a while to help. You know, I, I was, I've been on medication several different times to help cope with my anxiety issues. You know, it's like you got to do what you got to do to get right. Yeah. Especially now that we're fathers, yep. and mm-hmm. it's not just us. You know, it's one right. thing when you're a 20 year old kid, and you're like, well, who cares? You know, like, yeah, I, it's just me. I'm the only one that I need to take care of. But it's a whole other thing now that we all we have families, we have wives that yep. we need to be looking after. We have small kids that we need to be looking after. You know, like you got to be on your A game. There's not really any time to be letting yourself slip. You know. You got to be able to recognize you got a problem and like, all right, let's fix this and correct this as soon as possible so it doesn't become a bigger problem, you know, than it needs to be. Yeah, or you're taking it out on them um, and and making them suffer as well. And I think, you know, a big part of therapy is offering different angles to the issues you have because so often the the solution is not in the problem. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd already have that solution. So talking to somebody about it is, I mean, is a huge portion of that because they're going to offer different angles um, at what you're looking at because otherwise you're trapped in your own skull. 100%. Yeah, different different point of view can really help you find clarity. Think, oh, wow, yeah, you know, like I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the solution was buried in the problem, you'd already have it. Right, exactly. You need to take a step back. And that's what therapy is going to offer you is to help you take a step back and and take a peek at everything that's going on uh, from maybe a different point of view, maybe uh, something a little loftier. You can see the whole problem instead of what you're buried in that day, that week. Exactly. Because, yeah, I mean, when you get caught up in the grind of fatherhood, yep, full-time job, the week's just, you know, it be, you kind of get robotic, you know what I mean? You yep. just have, like, get up, go to work, grind all day. Come home, wait, don't come home. Pick up the kids, then come home, start dinner process, get whatever, them you know, fed. Like, get, get, get them, them washed. fed, get them washed. All right, go to bed, 
all right, now I got to make my lunch again. Yeah. Figure out what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe catch a breather, hang out with the wife for a minute. I should probably vacuum the stairs. Yep. Does the softener need salt in it right now? When's the <laughs> yeah. last time I did that furnace filter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, all right, oh, shoot. I'm already half hour past bedtime again. Yep. We got to get down so we can do this all over again. I'll try it again tomorrow. Which bill do I have to pay? Oh, yep. Yep. Don't want to get behind it. Oh, yep. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just adulting man yeah it's adulting and that um i mean you know keeping a check on your mental health isn't going to make things necessarily easier your life that is um but i think one thing to realize or one thing i realized was you know the stuff's not going to get easier but you need to deal with the fact that it is hard and maybe you need to figure out some way to let that stress out um i mean most people do it through hobbies probably without even realizing I mean, oh, yeah. you always feel better after you are doing something you like to do. This podcast has actually been one of those things for me. I got it's something to get excited about, you know, during the week or or oh. something to plan on. Yep, a little bit of a creative outlet. Yeah, there we go. I didn't think of it that way, but that's pretty much exactly what it is. Tapping into that uh, high school, making ski movies. <laughs> yeah, editing. You're getting back into the editing, uh, digging into some software the glory day man learned we, something we had, new there were some good some very good edits went down there was some good stuff there was also some bad there stuff there was some very bad some stuff I'm glad is not out there yeah. on the internet yeah, <laughs> would not have aged well no, YouTube no. wasn't yeah. that big of a thing yet yep <laughs> <laughs> and that that's a pretty good segue into I think one of the other topics I wanted to discuss is uh, do you I mean do you think there's a mental health decline because of how much people are living on the internet anymore. I mean, kids coming through a lot of, one of the things that's always talked about is like, um, sure. You know, we got bullied at school, but we could go home. Right. And get away from it. it. I mean, it's still in your brain, but you're away from it. Now you can go home, but it's still on, you know, you can still get a Snapchat. Yeah. Or you can still get a, a comment on Facebook and things like that. Or get excluded way easier from things. Right. Yeah. Most likely. Right. And yeah, or like you're fully aware that yeah. you're missing out on something. You know <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. True, like true. It's right thrown in your face. Like, you don't oh, learn. Wow, yeah. So look at all these. These people were all tagged to the same photo yeah. on Instagram. You don't oh, learn wow. about it on Monday at school. Right. It's immediate. You know when it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I, interesting. Dude, for, I, for sure. I mean, I couldn't imagine being a kid now you know yeah with everything so connected you know i mean think about the dumb crap that we would have been sending over like snapchat yeah not good snapchat was around <laughs> yeah. when we were 16 years old home yeah it's a lot of trust in, in oh. those young kids to give them this technology right it really you know, is like i've heard people talk about you know psychologists and health and fitness gurus you know even if maybe you're not super into social media or talking about younger kid, like just even us enjoy like, you know, this phone is just, it's like, it's become an extension, you know, yeah. of all oh, of us. Yeah, most definitely. You're, you're just constantly zoned out on whatever it is on your phone, whether you're looking at a car or reading about, you're you're reading about what's the best mixer to yeah, buy for, to start a podcast. podcast. Yeah, I often wonder 
what kind of effect this will have on the next generation because us as parents are always staring at these things. Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, so it's like your brain, you know, our brains don't ever shut. You know, it's like there probably is even way more anxiety, you know, like just in that as a mental health aspect. Like we don't ever, we don't have any time anymore to just sit and reflect yeah and like no, be people, in your own head like yeah people can get actually, a hold of you all like, the time 24 right. 7 somebody can get a hold of you if they need something right there's no time to you're never unplug i mean unplugging and taking a load off is like kicking your feet up on the couch after the, you finally got the kids to sleep yeah. maybe you crack a beer but what are you doing Scroll, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through the phone yeah, exactly so you're still plugged in the, al- al- the algorithms got you yep Oh yeah, it's got a hold on you. They know everything. That that Twitter and Reddit algorithms, in, they just they show all the things that I, oh I like that. Oh I like that too. Yeah, they know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why you're looking at exactly. It. Yeah. yeah, it's like a giant experiment to see what will happen to everyone. Right. In 20 years, they know cell they know phones me, could be banned. They know, you know my brain better than I know my yeah. brain. Yeah, they should have an app where you just be like, what do I want to eat today? And then you don't have to decide. It just tells tell you. you, like, usually, you know, Wednesdays towards the end of the month, you're hungry for meatloaf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you meat, just don't realize it yet. Meatloaf is fantastic. I, I'm a big working class, meat and potatoes type meals guy, you know, that comfort food. Hearty. Yeah. Meatloaf. Yep. I love cooking goulash. Yep. I, are you the chef when you get home? I, I, I am predominantly the chef at the house. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I like I enjoy cooking. I am too. What about you, Nate? I'm a breakfast cooker. You're the breakfast I love cooking guy? breakfast. Yep, yep. It's something about being up, right? I think so. Being up early. Maybe that's when my brain that. functions the best is in the morning. I don't know, but that is one of the things with adulthood yeah. that I've discovered too. Like, I'm I'm a hundred percent a morning person. Yep. I would agree with that. Like, I definitely I would prefer to be up earlier and enjoy a sunrise and like getting after I like getting up right away and getting going versus staying up all night, catching a sunset, sun goes down, you know, like sometimes you still catch that sunrise. Yeah. If you're up late I mean, enough. It's been, a, it's been many moods since not, that's yeah. happened. But. I'm not, um, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself a morning person, but I will admit that I feel way better if I'm up early than if I'm up late. Yeah. This makes me feel better. It makes sense that you're not a morning person since part of your profession is currently on more of the nightlife yeah. operation. Yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, see, more like me, I would be, I mean. I'm surprised a, it, you're still awake, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's a Friday, though. Yeah, yeah. But, but I've been up since. <laughs> I got up at 3.15 this morning. Oh, yeah. man. Does that time even exist? That's so, yeah, not. You know, yeah, I thought the clock still, turned on at six. That's still yesterday, I think. Yeah, that's I've yeah. only been up for you know nineteen and a half hours right now. No big deal. Hey, not to totally one eighty and head back like five miles here, but Jake, did you feel any uh, increase in anxiety when fatherhood started? Not originally. Or do you think you had? Did you have her kind of checked down? Yeah. So at that point in time. Well, cause I kind of give you a timeline, right? So what? Oh seven, first mental health struggles were definitely. I didn't realize it right away, but at, when after Detmer committed suicide our senior year of high school in the fall, like that obviously rocked me and was pretty difficult to deal with. Um, so there was that. What? Oh seven, then 
the stuff at college was a couple years later, like oh nine, ten. And that was my first though, like actual like that anxiety episode and like panic attacks. Got that all wrapped, you know, went and took care of it, like I said, got that all under control, felt good. Probably took total like I'd say maybe a year. I was maybe on medication for like six months or so. Okay. Did therapy roughly about the same, maybe yep. a little bit less. Um, you know, took what I learned to kind of try to apply it if it ever seemed like it was becoming a problem again. But uh so that was what, like two that we'll say two thousand ten. Went nearly a decade, totally good. Uh, first born, my oldest daughter was born in 2017, fine and dandy. Everything's still all good. 2019, I have our second daughter, and yeah, about a month after that, just out of nowhere, like completely ramped up. So, this is oh. like I said, nine years later, yeah, hmm. like completely spiraled out of control again. Like, huh. I was having like several like full-blown panic attacks like on the verge of telling alexa like call 911 like yeah. get an ambulance over here like i'm literally i'm dying right now like this is the big one the big <laughs> one's going down like yep and after i mean you had one right you were raising so right it probably i mean it sounds like it totally blindsided you well it did and i you know going back i got called up you know, my therapist, seen the same guy the whole time. I got super lucky, and I connected with him. Just, I don't know, I just kind of vibed with him. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of more like my dad's age. He's an old, he's a boomer, like, old school, like, hippie guy, you know? Yep. Like, <laughs> I don't know, we just, we connected. Like, I, it just worked. I got really lucky it works. You know, I think there's a lot more people that have kind of trial and error yeah trying to find you know the right fit and who's comfortable yeah a message that resonates with you but so yeah i called him and got right back in um called the doctor i was like hey i know this feeling like i gotta get back on medication again you know i'm a father of two now there's that much more going on like yep. i can't waste any time we got to get ahead of this but yeah I, it did kind of come out of nowhere but going through everything kind of trying to break it down and process it, figure out why and understand. I think it was just, I felt that much more weight. I, f I felt twice the weight yeah. on my shoulders yep. of mm -hmm. people to take care of and responsibilities okay. and man of the house and finance. You know what I mean? It's yep. just my responsibility doubled. That's ultimately, I guess, what I realized is just, you know, I I must have just been more mentally prepared for one than two. And like I said, I felt I wasn't didn't really I don't feel like bleeding up to it or anything. I yeah. felt some type of way about it or anything. You know, I was excited and everything, just like with the first. I mean, still what you know, was super happy about it, but yeah, after, like I said, about a month or so after we had our second, it just yeah, everything kind of started spiraling again. Huh. Yeah, I was trying to think back of the feeling between going from one to two. And I think I think uh, it was harder than going from one two to three. Two. One to two was one to two was hard for us. Like that was a that first like few yeah. months was like I think one to two was, was like harder. in a battle, you know, like yep. you it was Well you definitely it was crazy because you're just like yeah. you're not I don't know what it, you used to, I guess, like the, you have the both of you can you can double team, you know, the first yeah, one. Mm -hmm. But 
once the second one comes, it's all of a sudden you're not used to like, all right, well, I guess you got this one and yeah. I got this. You know, like no. you're used to be like doing it together. You yeah. know, and I think maybe that's where like what both causes couples to both maybe panic a little bit as you're like you're feeling alone wait, yeah you're yeah, like oh right, I, I right. got right right you almost yeah There's you no kind of almost like a single parent right it's yeah. like here you go like you take a little break i got them now or like we'll do it together no it's like you gotta have one and i gotta have one yeah i can't do that right now i've got this one right all <laughs> right. right but yeah no 100 percent. one to two i thought two to three like yeah, went shockingly like, hey. well almost, you know, because yeah. by that point you've gotten used to that, like, all right, you take that one, I got this one, all right, break, yeah. you know, like, so you add a third and it's just kind of like, all right, you take the baby, I got the two ones that are, that can run, you know, whatever. It's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I got this, like, <laughs> I don't like know, it's just, you're more used to the chaos, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, like you're treading water with two bricks on your head and somebody what's a third. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> right. What's yeah, three right. bricks it's on like, your head? It's like, I'm going to drown anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah. down. <laughs> this ship's going down. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, I agree with you completely, man. I I thought two to three was kind of like it was almost like easy, just kind of seamless transition. Yeah. Where one to two, like our whole world is like flipped upside down. You know, yeah. it's like wow. Yeah, and especially since you know, on the first one, you're you're heading home and you're getting that realization that <laughs> you're on your own. Like, but at least there's two of you. Right. I mean, you're heading home and you're like, there's nobody coming to help us <laughs> we've got this baby to take care of now we got to figure it out and then it and then right when you get that figured out boom number two right doing it again <laughs> now you got to figure it out by but yourself. not right and not, now you're you coming home saying, right yeah. yeah and you're coming home with an infant but you're also coming home to a toddler which you're still learning because you haven't had You've a never kid had going a through that phase before. yet right yeah and if you're really unlucky your toddler is already going through the terrible twos oh, yeah which extends really up till about four, I think. <laughs> Maybe yeah. four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I think each age has its challenge, probably. Right. You yeah. know? It's all about adapting. Right. So how, uh, I mean, how are you doing anymore? I'm doing, I'd say I'm doing pretty good right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I said, yeah, you know, we had the third. Not only was the parenting transition easier, but yeah, I... In the lead up to it, I was I wasn't having the full on problems. I would say like I wasn't having like full on panic attacks or anything yet, but I was kinda starting to feel a little you know I, I knew by this point, like I said, I've been dealing, you know, what, off and on for almost fifteen years, so I kinda was I, I'm a lot better at recognizing potential problems, you know, so I was like, what's this get at, you know, like Yeah communication it's like it told Alexa said hey you know I don't feel terrible right now but it kind of seems like it might start knocking on the door and she's like you know just go it you know call call you know call him up set up a appointment go talk just you know unload out and I will say like it feels so good to just go in and unload yeah all your problems or your worries yep. you know like even if, you know, like you said, at this point, I think this last time, like, I fully understood the therapeutic value of it because I wasn't holding on to the cliff, like, with two fingernails. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was still standing on top of the cliff, like, looking down at the view a little bit, you yeah. know, like, oh. Feeling that breeze blowing right. you over? Like, it still feels good, but uh, it's a pretty big jump. I might be <laughs> able to make it, but it is a little terrifying, so maybe I shouldn't. Um, 
just to go in and tell them about your day, your week, whatever, you know, like yeah. just, it feels good to be able to unload problems to an unbiased person that you also don't have to, you know, potentially burden living mm-hmm. with, you know, like your right. wife or yep. a, a mom or, you know, your mom or dad, which look, I can talk, I, I'm fully comfortable, you know, and I can talk to my wife about anything or my mom or my dad, you know, like I do have a very good support system around, but yeah. And maybe that's part of being like a man too. Like you don't want to burden any. So it's like, yeah, it's that extra, just like you can go in, unload, yep. clean, wipe your hands of it. Yeah. And then leave, you know, You're well, like, and cool, you could, man. You, yeah. I mean, if you had an issue with your pickup, I mean, you could ask your wife to help you troubleshoot it, <laughs> but wouldn't you rather go see the dude that's worked on five of them today? For sure. Yeah. It's, it's always better yeah. to deal with the professional. Yeah. I agree with that. There, I think the stigma around getting help with mental health is melting with uh, with folks our age. I think we are slowly, for sure, as a society, mental health is a lot more out in the open, a lot more dis- discussed. There's yep. a lot less stigma around it. Yeah. But I still, you know, there's still, there still feels like us as men are a little bit behind and I actually found this is a pretty crazy statistic that I want to share from a 2021 national health survey and it showed that uh, 9% of the men surveyed experienced daily symptoms of depression or anxiety but only one in three of them took medication for these feelings and only one in four spoke to a medical professional yeah and i think uh if i mean if we looked into that study they're probably asking these men if they're probably asking them if they have the symptoms right they're not walking up and saying hey do you have symptoms of mental health issues no they're asking the specific symptoms so these guys probably don't even know that that's what they're dealing with they just know that that's a, a symptom they have right and i think you were you're um fortunate to be able to recognize a lot of those uh signals you were getting where a lot of people um maybe wouldn't recognize that they're you know they got an unhealthy stress load happening at some point or they've got anxiety that's that is starting to affect them right well that's just it unfortunately until until you've dealt with it once and taken the steps to rectify it you kind of, you kind of really don't know, you know, like yeah. it almost becomes like you're saying, like you don't recognize the like you recognize the symptom, maybe you relate it to the same way that you might wake up and you're like, oh, my back hurts today. Yeah, and I'm like, right. damn, you know, like we're getting old, you know, but it's like I'm trying to think. Well, back I'm, I'm not going to let. I'm not yeah, like, how did I hurt that? Or you know, but it's like, but at the same time, like we're stubborn men. It's like I'm still going to go to work today. I mean my back hurts, but you know, that's, I'm not gonna, we can't let that, you know, that's not gonna, same thing. Like, (laughs) wow, dude, I keep obsessing about the same thing over and over. And I didn't sleep hardly at all last night. I was having these weird dreams about, you know, work or the kids, but it's like, I don't know, but that's just, I don't know. That's just, that's normal or whatever, you know? Yeah. So you just keep going along, you know, or, but where it's like some of these things there, it's like, they should be a bit of a warning sign where it's like, Hey, you know, like, no, like, I mean, yes, it's normal to feel those feelings, but you don't have to 
settle for that as being letting that turn into your normal everyday life just as the same way as you don't have to settle for waking up every day of your life with lower back pain you know you can go to a chiropractor and get it taken care of yeah yeah i mean just recognize that those feelings are going to be there but you have to deal with them for sure right that's Yeah. yeah i guess that that is definitely like the biggest point the biggest message that i look to you know share or encourage is that just you know own own your feelings and don't you know you don't have to don't deal with it you're not meant to deal with it completely isolated by yourself you know what i mean like whatever route you choose to let it out or look for advice or offload it on someone whatever like you got to share you know life's way too short to be walking around balled up with all this stuff yeah, I can promise you, know, you that whatever you're feeling or dealing with is only going to get worse if you ignore it. Right. That stuff does not go For away. Sure. Exactly. Find an outlet. Find a friend. You know, find a professional. They're right. all over the place. You can do it online. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can do it, you know, through... I've had friends that do it through video chat. Yeah. They meet once a week. Um, yeah, maybe they're... That's, on video maybe chat. Maybe that's the best it. thing to come out of... It's easy to this do co- this crazy COVID pandemic is that yeah. you don't hardly have to do anything in person anymore. You could, uh, you can sign up online and, and you can text a therapist. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's a somewhere to start at least the resources are out there. Find them if you need them. You know, we're all rooting for each other here. Right. Jake, it's been super interesting talking to you. I'm glad you were, uh, I'm glad you came on and shared that stuff with us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Like I said, it's something I'm very passionate about. And yeah, man, I just want everybody, I want everybody to be their best self and be feeling their best and doing their best, you know. And if I can motivate or encourage like one person who listens to this to recognize that they're dealing with something that they don't need to be dealing with by themselves, then I've 100% completed the mission that... I was looking to do. Jake, thanks again for coming down. I think we're going to wrap this thing before you fall asleep sitting here, though. That sounds good. John, Nate, I appreciate it. It's always good seeing you boys. Yeah, thanks, Jake. So this has been another episode of Just the Two of Us. Uh, You guys know the deal. It's just the two of us, except for our our special guest, Jake Bjornstead, tonight. Hey, if you got anything out of this episode, give it a share. Share it with a friend. Hey, maybe you could share it with a friend that you um, are concerned with. Maybe you're not even concerned about it. Maybe it's uh, someone you think that would get something out of this message. But either way, get out there, share it, review it. Um, and that's how we keep these little shows alive. We do have uh, a new addition here. We've got uh, a number you can text. Text in with some questions. We would absolutely love to hear them. You could text a question for me or Nate. You could text a question for Jake. I can relay all this stuff, and we can answer it on future episodes. Uh, hit him with that number, Nate. Uh, 388-8888. You got no idea. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's that number. I'm pretty sure that was old Pizza Hut number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> the only one I can remember. Do you think you get Taco Bell? I wonder if, if they kept enough? that That's number. Very possible. They are like the same company, I think, technically. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Taco Bell delivery is really great. 
text in uh, to the pod at 651-764-6979. And one more time so they can remember. Uh, 651-764-6979. You could leave a voicemail, too. Hey, you leave me a voicemail, I'll play you on the podcast. Ooh, I like that addition. Hey, and if you, if you text that number, lead with your name, if you want us to have your name. Lead, lead with your name so we know who's texting us. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good It's going to be like Kermit D. Frog or something. Yeah. Yeah, we got no serious listeners out there. Also, if you're, if you're leaving a voicemail for to be aired on the pod, let's keep it safe for work and PG-13 for the boys, all right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that would be all right with me. All right. This has been another episode of Just the Two of Us podcast with me, John. And me, Nate. We'll catch you later. Talk to you then.